Hi, I'm Olivia, a stroke survivor and member of BIND. And I'm Kezia, a stroke survivor and member of BIND as well. And today is going to be a totally different episode. I'm super excited about it. You are not going to be hearing a specific guest, okay guys? You're going to have a great conversation with me and Olivia about our experiences of having a stroke as a young ones, yeah. I think that's what we're going to call young, each other for. Yeah, young stroke survivors. Yeah. Young stroke survivors, mm-hmm. and our experiences of to our recovery and who we are today. So I'm super excited. But you keep hearing about me. So today, you guys are going to be hearing more about Olivia. So yeah, go ahead, Olivia. Tell us about you. Yeah, yeah. So um, hmm, where do I begin? Um, I I'll, I'll kind of start with kind of the fact that. Um, my stroke happened um, on July 1st, 2021. Um, I was two days shy of my 38th birthday. And um, interestingly enough, uh, I was actually coming out of a networking event. Um, I actually helped um, a dear friend. Um, uh, so I was supporting her for this networking event she was leading. And um, I remember... Um, during the event, I was sort of feeling a little bit off. Um, and, um, you know, my, my partner, my now fiance, um, was, um, you know, he brought, he brought me home, um, and, you know, kind of, I, I laid down and all of a sudden, um, the stroke just kind of happened. And, um, it was very odd. It was a really weird experience. It was, it was, somewhat out of body in a number of ways. Um, I found myself watching myself floating above um, as, you know, but I was still in my body. It was just such a surreal experience. And, you know, my partner was kind of at, you know, he was, he was talking to me and I, I just couldn't respond. I couldn't, I didn't know exactly what was going on. Of course, I knew that it was a a strange experience for sure. Um, and this was at nighttime. So this was on the night of July 1st. Um, I, I kind of snapped out of it in some weird way. Um, I don't know exactly what or how or like why this happened and, and how it, how it manifested. But, um, long story short, um, I did fall asleep. Um, and part of it is, you know, I just didn't have the awareness. I didn't know that I could have had a stroke. Um, and so when I woke up the following morning, my um, fiance had left for work and I couldn't use my phone. I didn't know how to use it. Um, you know, and, and I don't know if you know, but with, you know, the iPhone, you've got, you know, kind of the tactile slides and things like that. So this was, you know, post, post the like the button right I didn't have the button anymore so I had like the the screen that basically had you know um the 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 slide so long story short is I my mother was calling and I couldn't figure out how to use my phone I and so she was calling and calling and calling and I just didn't know what to do so I was like pressing buttons on the side and I I just kind of I kind of gave up I I kept trying because she just kept calling and obviously she knew you know mother's instinct um something was really wrong 
Um, so I kind of just left it and I was really slow that morning. I was really tired, really, really tired. Could like, just couldn't wake up. Um, so, um, after I, and again, like you don't even realize this when this is kind of happening, especially after having fallen asleep, that's kind of the, the cardinal sin when you have a stroke is falling asleep. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of, when I tried to go about my day, I tried to make coffee, right? Which is the thing that, you know, I did every morning. Didn't know how to use my, my coffee maker. Had no idea. Did not know how, what on earth. the I knew what it was, yeah. but I just didn't know what to do about it. Um, and that's when I was kind of like, this is really weird, you know? Because it's like, it was just so... I, it was just so surreal and so yeah. bizarre. I remember it being such a bright day too. Like yeah. So bright. And so um, long story short, after I realized that I kind of sat down cause I just didn't really know what to do. Finally, my mother got in touch and I was very, I was my, 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 my speech was really impaired. Um, and, uh, and so I, I was only able to respond in, you know, just like one word, two words. Um, and then she called my partner and then he, then, I, then he came home and we went to the hospital. And so that was on the 2nd of July. Um, when I went to the hospital, um, you know, I, because my, my, my speech was impaired and, I didn't know how to tell a story. I didn't know how to talk um, in a way that was meaningful. Um, you know, I remember being in the hospital and, you know, um, my partner being with me and there were all these doctors and, and residents, I think, that, that kept coming in and out and asking me what happened, what happened, what happened. And I just, I was like, I was at a networking event, like, I don't know you know, and it was clear that I was impaired. But ultimately, um, after, you know, about several, I don't, I don't even know, I, I don't remember how many people came in. Um, the ultimate decision maker was the doctor on call that basically um, sent me home. And so when I didn't receive that care, I just kind of was like, well, okay, I guess I'm fine, you know? Yeah. And so my birthday came and went, don't remember it. Um, that was the, the next day. Um, uh, I remember sitting and for, for like the next five years, I was sitting just like on my couch. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to move. I didn't know where to go. I didn't, but I remember being so blissfully unaware, like, in this like nirvana almost of like, ah, oh, things are happening, but I don't know what's really happening. Oh, yeah. and, so, um, yeah. and so long story short, um, after about five days, I told my partner, I was like, I've got to, I think I have to go back to the hospital because nothing's improving and I don't know what's going on. And so we went, you know, we went back to the hospital. That was on the 7th. So six days after my stroke, um, I was, I was admitted, um, and they found the, they found that I had the stroke, um, through an MRI. And so, um, 
the story is such that, um, you know, it's heartbreaking in a number of ways because had I received the care, um, and I don't know exactly the what and the why, um, you know, I, I can't really express why those things happened when they did and why I was sort of take it turned away. I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that I was young. I think that we were in the prior, in the, in, in the midst of a pandemic. I think that, you know, there were a lot of kind of resources that were just over, over utilized. I think there were a lot of things that were happening at that moment um, that kind of contributed to um, this experience. And yeah. so, you know, after I, you know, I, I was, uh, it was obvious, you know, again, that I, that I was, my, my, my speech was impaired and, um, and then they put me, you know, they basically put me right into, into speech therapy, but, um, you know, six weeks of speech therapy is not nearly enough when you're rebrain rebuilding neural pathways, when you're, you know, um, when, when, nobody really knows why this happened, you know, mm-hmm. nobody really knows. And we have, you know, we have our suspicions, but I'm not going to go into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, whole other question. <laughs> it is, it is. And so, you know, right now, you know, my speech has obviously improved. Um, I think one of the things that I've really struggled with in, in my recovery has been structuring thoughts, structuring stories, like being able to talk, to be able to like share my story. I think, you know, when we, Kezia, you and I, you know, started working together in June of last year, I couldn't verbalize my story in a way that was meaningful because I didn't know if I wanted to. Yeah. And I actually wanted to point that out to you too. Like huge thanks. Honestly, I think I'm super blessed and I hope all our viewers also feel blessed that you are sharing your story because I I did try to share your story and also for me to learn a little bit more about yourself but then I remember like it takes some time to have the courage to share what you had to go through right and I think that's something that's so new and so different for each individual that has some kind of brain injury and even a stroke right like Right now it's February, but March is coming soon, pretty soon. And about all the different types of brain injuries and how they happen. And how, did you even know that was happening to you? Like, it's just so much to learn about. Um, so I did want to, like, thank you so much for sharing it. Because a lot of it I didn't even hear about it before. And you're sharing that to a, a wider, like, you know, um, audience. So yeah. thank you so much about that. And I think that's something that, you know, we've talked about offline, right, as, as this, this level of um, in, invisible disability that kind of comes with, you know, cognitive issues um, and the things that kind of come when you're trying to get back to reality, life, whatever you want to call it, right? And yeah. so, you know, I remember six months after my stroke, I got the opportunity of a lifetime for the, with this, with this, um, for, for this job because my resume was up to date. And obviously I have, you know, my, my, my life prior to the stroke was wonderful storied in so many ways. And I'm so grateful that I got to live that first Mm -hmm. part of my life. Um, those, those first 38 years really, um, 
I did a lot. I did a lot, and I'm and and I had incredible kind of experiences career-wise. I had incredible experience. I traveled everywhere. I mean, I did wonderful things, and I'm so grateful. Um, and but like when it comes to you know trying to get back to back what you think you sorry we we had, it's just it just takes a different. It's a different beast and it's, it's not a bad beast. It's just a different beast. It's something that is hard, but it shows us like how tenacious we can be, how resourceful we can be. And, and you're constantly, you know, when, with all of these adversities that we, we face with our own in, in invisible disabilities where we look fine, but, you know, and everybody kind of thinks, oh, well, you look recovered. You look fine. Whatever. Yeah, I would have never known that you had a stroke. I would have never known. <laughs> but like, guess yeah. what? Six months ago when we were sitting here for the first time, you know, it was clear that there is was still something a little yeah. bit funny and a little bit, you know, different. And so um, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot to be said about the things that we keep with us after this kind of an experience, right? We like, what were some of the things that you remember about yourself and your former life, about what you were and where you are now? Yeah. I mean, I lived in Chicago. Like I didn't, I had never even stepped a foot in Texas or maybe that's a lie. Maybe when I was like two years old, I went to Austin and I don't remember. (laughs) I saw a video. (laughs) I saw a video about it. Um, but yeah, I lived in Chicago. I traveled a lot. Um, I also ran for fun and I you ran for fun. I did. Actually, <laughs> no, no. I ran to de-stress, like yeah. decompress, no, if, if that's a still word, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really active. Um, and I feel like once I had the stroke, once I, I don't remember a whole month of my life. So like I said, even though we had a stroke at an earlier age, we had a whole different experience. And But the first thing that I wanted to do and I couldn't even take 10 steps, is run a marathon. Mm -hmm. And I registered. And it's like, why did I do that? I couldn't accept the fact that I was going to have to do recovery for years, not a couple months, years to be able to walk again, right? Or run again. So it's so different to like lose who you were, right? I worked, I had a very good social life. I have, I still have, but it's different but I had like a whole network a whole village of people that I love that loved me that you know lived walking steps from me um that supported me in everything whether they want to wake up at five in the morning to run with me <laughs> or they want to stay up till five in the morning and go out with me right like I had a whole different life and I loved it I, there's nothing that I didn't like about it. I lived a healthy life in Chicago. I lived a crazy life in Chicago. <laughs> like, you know, everything. And I loved it. And having the stroke, yeah, I had a re like basically rewire my who I am, right? And it was it was very difficult and I wasn't at a moment I wasn't even accepting it. Like I was like, "Nah, I'm going to run a marathon again in a couple months." It's March and I'm going to do it in October, like, you know, and that's, that's actually a really good point because that's one of the things that I think, I I think, I think this, this kind of brings up a bigger point, which is, you know, there's this, 
it's not a, it's not a, an awareness thing. It's just a, well, I'm going to, I used to do, this is what I used to do. So I'm just going to go back to it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, duh, obviously. And like, and I'll do it in like no time because you know, I'm, I'm fine. Like I've yeah. got what I, what I need. Um, two and a half years later, you know, I'm still trying to figure out like what, you know, where my gaps are right from a, even from an interviewing perspective, right? Like, how do I tell a story in a way that's impactful? How do I tell a story that, you know, where, where people will want to listen, you know, where, where, you know, they'll, and and also what do I want to share and what do I not want to share? Right. Like that's the other thing too, is that it's just, it's so challenging when you're, and especially if you're dealing with specific types of, um, you know, uh, I guess symptoms following your brain injury, you know, one of the things that I really struggle with is executive dysfunction and, you know, and, and concentration. Those are really my big ones and PTSD. You know, those are the things that just come right when you have a traumatic experience, but also when your brain has been rejiggered. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and the fact is, is that we're constantly trying to rebuild those things, right? right? Like we're trying to like, you know, whereas that, and I, and I hate to say it this way because this may be somewhat triggering, but like where that part of my brain died, I, there are other parts of my brain that like want to, 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 to do something different in that part of the area, that, yeah. that area. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely understand you. And I think that like right now you were talking about, um, what do I share and where, who do I share to? And I think right now with our conversation, it's like easy to talk to one another, right? And it's easier to talk to a doctor or a therapist or maybe even to the audience, right? Because if they're listening to us, it's for a reason. But oh my goodness, is it hard to like talk to our mother who it might be easy to talk to or our friends? It should be, but they knew who we were before. And how do I explain like what I don't want to talk about and why I don't want to talk about it, right? Like, I don't want to explain that today is just not a good day. Why is it not a good day? I have no idea why it's not a good day. But I just woke up like this. (laughs) And it's so hard to explain. Like, well, you should be happy because life goes on. Like, yes, I should be. And I am very thankful and very grateful. But today I just woke up in not a good mood. Like something must have happened during my sleep, right? And it's so hard to explain it, you know, without seeing some negativity. And it's hard to have those conversations with people that you love and that knew you before, before your 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 accident or your experience, so the stroke, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so difficult. Um, but I did on also want to know more about like how you are here today, right? Like. How did you hear from us? And in all honesty, like knowing your experience, like I said, it's completely different. Um, I just got placed in in Texas because I had to, right? But you didn't. I mean, you had a whole life before Texas. And how did you get here? And how did you hear about Bind? And who are you today? Uh, Those are really good Good questions. Um, so I'll give you a little bit more about kind of what happened following stroke, um, and then I'll I'll allude to you know why we're, why I'm here now. Um, so uh, following my stroke, I had speech, and then um, but I realized that that I I was 
deficient in a number of ways, but I couldn't figure out how to address those things, those, those needs, um, et cetera. So, um, so basically this started my journey, which was like taking what I already knew about myself and like double, triple, quadrupling down. One of the things that I've always really, um, thought about or, or have known about myself is that I tend to, be, I'm very tenacious and, um, I generally am, uh, very resourceful. So on this journey, I started to, you know, look at where my, like what I needed. And so when I decided that I wanted to basically do something different, when I wanted to like find a, you know, uh, figure out what I wanted to do from a career perspective, I started learning, I started doing, and mind you, this, you know, this was like, you know, a few months after stroke, like, I couldn't absorb anything. I mean, it yeah. was impossible. But here I was, like, on Udemy and all these, like, courses and being like, oh, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to do this. I need to help others. I need to do all this stuff. And that is something that just generally really resonates with me and has always resonated with me is trying to help others. And I was like, how do I, how do I take this experience and help others with this? Because this sucks <laughs> and so long story short that's kind of how it all started but part of it was I didn't have the resources I moved so I moved to before my stroke about a, um, a couple months a years before I moved to the magical magical land of of enchantment New Mexico which I absolutely love I love New Mexico so 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 much and I miss it but um I was living in Santa Fe and just didn't have the resources for somebody like me um, who, you know, had a stroke. Um, and again, during COVID when, you know, people were kind of largely, you know, um, kind of tra- going between different places, like whether they were, you know, working, not working, et cetera. And so, um, so I had to do it all myself. Some of the things that I did were, again, constant coursework, trying to absorb, trying to do um coaching, nonviolent communication, um, trying to do, you know, just again, trying to figure out. And I was so angry during this time because I couldn't absorb things. So like in these courses, I would be like, I would be so, and so just, and I'd be, I'd be working out and I'd be so angry and I, and I didn't know why I was so, so angry. And a lot of it is, I think the attention deficit that I have is I need to constantly focus all the time. And so like, that's, that's been the challenge overall. And so long story short, I did that. Some of the things that I did again, because I didn't have the resources were I took a Shakespeare monologue class, um, which was impossible for somebody with aphasia. It's impossible. It's so hard, you know, or one of, you know, I mean, obviously everybody has varying um, experiences, but, um, but, Thank God for that, you know. Um, thank goodness for um, my improv class, and you know all of those things that helped with mental flexibility. And so, um, when I started to like actually dig into um, the you know support groups where I was, because I was really in a bad place. Um, Via New Mexico came along, um, and then I started attending um, James's. Uh, um, support group for New Mexico 
who also happens to lead a support group in DFW. Um, and he's the one that told me about bind. And so, um, that's kind of how I, and, and long story short, we were also moving at the time. And so to Dallas, so it just was a perfect sync, you know, synchronistic kind of series of events. And so, um, so that's where I'm here. That's why I'm here now. Um, it's been, you know, wonderful and great. And it's been a huge challenge for my mental flexibility and my, you know, the things that I'm working on constantly. So, yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, I mean, I feel like you and I can talk forever on here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I think that we talked about a lot of the things that are very important for us to be sharing with our listeners, with our, with members that are here at Bind as well. And for people really, I think the most that I have learned from you actually, and I think everyone hopefully has learned from you as well during this episode is how resourceful you are. And I mean, you've done a lot of the step-by-steps by yourself. And I think that a lot of people that don't look the way that people think that people with brain injuries are supposed to look, you know, those are, you need to have physical therapy to get better. You need, like at some point we do need to challenge ourselves because it doesn't look what it needs to be to need to get, receive the help that we we're supposed to, right? Who's going to tell us to get back into, um, to, working right into your experience or who's going to reach your expectations and really there's no one else other than us right so i hope that that's what everyone and our listeners are learning so um i want to thank you for giving your time to be here as a guest actually not even as a guest as my friend and who we can talk together and you know give some opportunity to share experiences. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having me. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for sticking with us every Thursday. Make sure to look us up on YouTube, on Instagram, on Spotify, all of your favorite platforms. Every Thursday, you'll see us here. So until next time. Until next time. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Ways and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching. Until next time. Until next time.